0: Hey everyone, welcome to something you guys are really into, which is our group text and Behind the Velvet Rope co-branded Roundup Gossip Sash with me and the incomparable
1: David David Yontiff.
0: I know, but I'm just looking, you have a white microphone now?
1: I always had one, but maybe you just didn't notice. Isn't this a cool microphone?
0: Oh, my God. It's it super used cool. to be
1: silver and then it was having issues. And I said, I'm going to get a new microphone and they come in like pink. Now, I almost got the pink one. Let me just tell everybody here. But I the white is like matches my decor. I'm loving it.
0: Oh, I love the white.
1: Yeah, the white is cool. I'm okay. also loving it. But thank you for noticing.
0: You know, it's in the details. It so is. we have oh, so much to go over, starting with. In the midst of all these other strikes, Bethany Frankel has launched a lawsuit or fired a shot across the bow of NBC, Comcast, E! Bravo, the whole conglomerate that they're calling the reality reckoning. Reckoning. Yeah. And um, SAG actually spoke out supporting her, and she's got Mark Garagas and Brian Friedman And what they're saying is unfair working conditions, back-end participation, and residuals for reality stars. I mean, it makes logical sense, right? I mean, that's kind of what
1: SAG said. They're like, why wouldn't we kind of reach out and support this any way we can? It's the same thing we're fighting for. I'm just, I don't know. I'm going back and forth with this of like, what is the is this bethany the businesswoman and she smells money and there's money to be made is this bethany of like i don't need money and like look if she could really change this and like unionize reality tv stars that she will go down in history we'll be talking about that change like remember the last time there was a change in media we could think of a million things right i mean i think that's part of why she's doing this does it matter why she's doing this what do you think about all this melissa
0: I think, again, I'm, I'm a little bit of two minds about this. One is she's got enough fuck you money to do this. And if she's never on another reality show, it does not matter. So is she doing this out of the goodness of her heart after seeing, which we'll get to, what just happened on Below Deck and it is a day of reckoning? We'll get into what the problems are, or is it, I don't even think it's a cash grab, or is it a publicity stunt? I like to hope that this particular writer strike and actor strike, and everyone now has become so dependent on reality programming, that this might have just been the best opportunity to do it. Because the only things that are allowed to be in production right now are reality and competition. Obviously, news and documentaries. So, right now is the most leverage. It's going to be fascinating to see who she become that she becomes the face of this, but who it's going to really affect and who's getting in line with her. Because Dorinda and Candy Burris said they won't join it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, well, that's the thing. And Leah Black from the Miami Housewives just recently spoke out to your point exactly just to basically say Bethany has fuck you money. And what happens to all the people that don't that join this? And I mean, look, we I don't think it's going to blacklist them just because their name is on a sign me up. But that's the thing when all this is over. If this is a total waste of time and it falls apart, it's a disaster. Bethany will be fine. And what about all those other people, most of them of the reality TV world that need the money for their next gig? This is how they earn a living. What do they do? I mean, so that is a valid point. I mean, that's the thing. Like Candy said she wasn't joining. Um, yes. Dorinda says she wasn't joining. If this is just a bunch of people, I have yet to see housewives and reality TV stars that are currently working. I know from 90 Day Fiance. I forgot who. I think his name is Big Ed. Big Ed just spoke out and said, like, I'm not joining. I'm currently working. So, I mean, is anyone going to join this who is currently working with a network? I don't see any names on there that are currently working.
0: I'm kind of on the fence because reality starts, even if they decide to be a part of this, and they then cannot work. If they are a big enough name, they'll come out and blast, you know, the networks that say we won't, hire you anymore because you did this. It's the smaller ones, kind of like what's going on with the actors and the writers. It's not the A-listers that this really affects. It's everyone down. And, you know, just to go back so people understand, when people get hired on these shows, just like they do on sitcoms and dramas, you're, you, the first thing you do is sign a seven-year contract. And with actors, it's so bad that before they even screen test you, you sign this contract. So, and that's why you hear all the big stories when somebody quits because it's a money thing. It's usually a very unfair contract completely on the side of the network now. Is it the dog wagging the tail? Is it the tail wagging the dog? I mean, you can argue both sides. But I think for a lot of these lesser known reality stars, I don't. They do deserve something they do deserve when bravo runs wall to wall you know yesterday was like wall to wall below deck and then it transferred into housewives it it is so big that they kind of should get a a bonus something
1: Something. And, you know, I know one of the other things that she brought up is the Bethany Clause, which is named after her. You know, this clause, when she signed her contract, she notoriously only got $7,250 her first season. And she's like, I'll sign that, but I want this clause out. And she took out that clause that says, like you said, it's a very one-sided contract that says you have a right to everything that I earn from a side business. She took it out. You know, Presumably, she sold Skinny Girl that portion of it for $120 million, although I heard that's not really the number. Regardless, and so they got none of it, and now they have this clause in. So, I mean, that is really... Like, and I don't know what that, I assume that extends to like Countess Lowen's cabaret. I mean, anytime you write a book, like, when does that end? I mean, is that in perpetuity? I don't know. Like, when you're off the show in five years, and I see it both ways, but she really wants to get that stricken, which I kind of agree with that.
0: Well, I've had to do that in different things where suddenly they're like, and we have, you know, monetary rights to everything you do, blah, blah, and it is a standard clause and you just have to get it taken out. And I think sometimes they put it in just so they can leave something else in. Like, OK, so like what we used to do on Fashion Police with legal is we knew there would be jokes that they wouldn't like that we really liked, So we'd put in worse ones so that they felt like they had something to take out and we'd still get in the one that we wanted. So I Hard think it eye. also is a little bit bit of that going on but yeah i don't sign those things that say you own part of this or you're my you're my partner for perpetuity and you know all these things and what we also talk about very often for a lot of these especially the housewives as my mother used to say this show is your storefront and that gets them into the store and then you can make all your money on other things again the network's making enough and I, I do feel like they are entitled to better monetary remuneration, But what a lot of it is about is unsafe working conditions. Right. You know, no access to mental health, being purposely put into situations that are overly stressful, uh, put in sometimes put in physical danger. And, you know, we'll talk about Below Deck and this is the perfect transfer into it a situation where somebody was almost, was definitely sexually harassed and almost assaulted. Yeah.
1: I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's shocking, right? I mean, first, it's shocking to me in a sense of just breaking the fourth wall of like, I mean, okay, why are you doing this? And that's a whole problem. But like, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? There's a million cameras around. Like, I don't understand how people... I, I don't know. I'm so confused by this one.
0: Okay, so let's go back to it. Luke, who was the bosun, and Laura, who was one of the stews on Below Deck, got fired. What happened was a lot of people had too much to drink, and Margot, one of the stews, clearly said, I just want to go to bed. I just want to go to sleep. I just want to go to bed. Now, she was like tipped over on Luke and this and that and the other, and they were flirty, flirty. But she clearly said, I just want to go to sleep. So she goes into her cabin. Aisha puts her to sleep. But Aisha feels like there's something not right. So she's going to stay with her. There, She goes to get something to eat. There's a short power outage. When they come back on, Luke has gone into Margo's cabin and gotten into bed with her naked. And it was obviously chaos. And one of the producers came right in and started to pull him out of the bed. And he slammed the door and it was a whole big, huge thing, which it should be. But they kept going cameras down, meaning that they broke the fourth wall. And they literally had to physically pull him out. And then he slammed the door and tried to go back in. And he was saying, do you want me to stay? And she's like, I've had Fawn Like all this crazy. So they finally got him in his cabin. Aisha went and woke up Captain Jason. We forget, which we were reminded, of, that Aisha had had this exact thing happen to her where she was drunk and sexually assaulted. And they wake him up, Luke up, and throw him off the boat. Okay, so in the meantime, up in the jacuzzi where people don't even know this is going on, Laura has been extremely sexually aggressive with one of the uh, deckies. And he keeps saying, no, 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 She then, and he keeps like, stop touching me, all these things. He then goes to bed. She goes into his cabin And is trying to massage him and get into bed. A producer we see steps in again and has to pull her out of his cabin. Two, one question. And a lot of people have had different reactions to this. Yes, production did the right thing. Was production just covering their asses by showing that they stepped in or could they have left the story as is which they could have without breaking the fourth wall and by the way thank god they broke the fourth wall Aisha's a star Captain Jason is a star it it was handled so perfectly but it was scary I mean, I think all of the
1: above, like I think two things get to be true. I think that they certainly think first and foremost, like, listen, I'm just like a pessimistic person, like jaded with how all this works because I've been doing this and you know how the sausage is made. So, yes, I think they care about everyone involved, of course. But no, I think personally, they want to just protect themselves immediately. I mean, this is the stuff lawsuits are made of, right? Bravo production, NBC. This is so... I feel there's no way really to do it other than to break the fourth wall. They they could have, I, I agree. But I think to really drive the point home and I think they handled it great and they stepped in and of course they want to protect everyone. But I think they really especially now and with everything going on, even before Bethany strike, just the world we live in, they want to make it clear that we stepped in or because there is a lot of criticism online from the below deck, you know, of like now people are pulling up many instances, maybe not this egregious where, why didn't you step in in season three? Why didn't you step in in season two on Mediterranean? And I mean, I don't even know all the examples, but that's what's now happening. And you're like, okay, those are good points.
0: Those are great points. It's always been, but just like any of those shows, um, it's always been a very fine line. Uh, is our, our, our lines being crossed, um, which unfortunately get crossed all the time in real life. So it is, I, there is two sides. No, and nothing as far as I know has ever gone this far. Right. So, complete kudos to everybody involved how it went down. And if you have not seen this, it's two episodes on Below Deck. It is amazing, important TV to watch. I would never say that I would say important, but it's important. So then what happened? So Luke's kicked off, and that's horrific. But then just when you think something worse can't happen, it does. Laura, one of the stews, basically... He's the most insensitive human being alive and sits with Margo and says, oh, if Luke had come into my cabin, I would have welcomed him. The only reason he wanted you was because I had rejected him. That's karma for him. Blah, 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 blah. And he never should have been kicked off. And it should have been a warning. And it, it was. You think Scandival was. Horrible. This has gone to the top of the charts of one of the most disturbing yet important pieces of TV I've seen in a long time. I just, yeah, I mean, Laura was,
1: I mean, that was, I can't imagine the DMs these people are getting, like, I mean, where do you go from here? Like, you're in the real world. I mean, I'm not saying we should sit around and cry for, like, Luke and Laura, shout out General Hospital, but, <laughs> like, right? Like, I mean, Luke and Laura, could we have Luke made Laura, this up? Luke and Laura, I know. But, I mean, like, where do you go from here? I imagine that you are holding your head in shame. I think Captain Lee even said, like, you know, this will have, I mean, I don't know where they're going to work in the yachting industry after this.
0: Yes, because it was also the debut of the Kate-Captain Lee show last night. But we'll get is, into. We'll talk about that another time. That's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. But it was, I mean, like I said, it makes Scandival look like child's play, but there is still so much going on.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
0: Now, this is one of your big shows. So tell me what the hell is going on. I mean,
1: well, first of all, we are really well into the season here and we don't have Raquel. I mean, when you and I first started doing these a few months ago, you said, you know, she is the one that you really want to hear from the most. I mean, I I really want to hear from her now. Look, there's a lot of talk that she, and I think it would be great not to tie it back to Bethany, but there's a lot of rumors that she is involved with Bethany, that she look, she's could be the poster child for this, right? I mean, I think if Bethany came out and said, let me actually reveal the names, you know, number one, Nene Leakes, number two, Raquel Levis, like I think those are the two names that that would let a lot that would lend a lot of credibility to what Bethany's doing. Still not current stars on reality TV, but I think Nene carries a lot of weight and so does Raquel. So I'm starting to think Raquel is heavily involved with Bethany. That's just my prediction. But I don't think she could even come back at this point. I mean, we're really like 75% into filming. Like the season's almost over. What is she, She could appear on the finale, sure. But... Other than that, everybody is filming with Tom Sandoval. I mean, we don't really know what's going on. Sheena's come out and said, nobody knows what's going on except those of us that are filming. Just wait before you send us any hate. But the cast is getting a lot of hate because Lala's hugging him and Sheen is standing next to him. And the fans feel like, wait, you took us to the edge of the earth. We hated this man. You all made a ton of money. Not just Ariana. All of you made a ton of money. Your podcasts are on the top and now everything is fine when you said you would never speak to this person again. We feel we're over it. We don't even want to watch. That type of thing is going on online. And of course, they're all filming with him. Are you shocked?
0: No, not at all. Of course they are. Because the bottom line is, and this goes again back to Bethany, it's a business. And all of these reality stars, I'm using this term stars with a small ass, um, are savvy at this point. You ha- very rarely have anyone walking into any of these situations naive.
1: Yeah, you know? I think they all know what they're doing.
0: Well, and we I've talked about this with you about the Below Deck and with some of the people I've interviewed from Below Deck. First of all, how guests can go on and not think that they're going to be put in either a great light or a horrific light or how the cast comes on and they're shocked at what is shown. I mean, at this point, you know, that to me is insane. You've watched this show. You know what goes on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you could not. And so, yes. Yes, yes. So you have like a Lala and a Sheena. Like, they know what they're doing, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess everyone just feels kind of jit. But of course, look, I mean, you say you're not going to film. Now, Ariana and Tom have filmed group scenes together. But they still have not had it. She still keeps saying, "I will not have a one-on-one scene with Tom." So there's no sit-down with Tom and Ariana. There's no, to- but they're in group scenes. Okay, but didn't I, it?
0: But in the beginning, it was, "I will never be in the same room with him." Yeah. That's and now we're what like, it was. okay, I'll do group scenes. Okay, but I will have a one-on-one conversation. I mean, it's just, it just the bar keeps low lowering. <laughs>
1: The bar keeps lowering. And it's like, of course you, I mean, Ariana's also been away. I mean, maybe that was part of the negotiation and getting her to sign back on. They're like, you have to do the scenes. But when you want to go make, you know, $200,000 on Love Island, she was just on Love Island as a host. You know, when you want to go do this, you know, photo shoot or ad for whatever, Lay's potato chips, go and do it. But girl, when you're here, you're going to be in group scenes at the beach, Tom. And they're still not speaking. So how hard is that? But yes, the bar is lowering. Again, this is a group of people that have all slept around with each other and they all hated each other and slapped each other and said they would never speak. And everyone is speaking. So I don't know. Time heals all wounds. I don't know if it's going to happen this season, but I I agree with you. I mean, who's to say next season? But how much more? I mean, are the ratings going to even be good when this comes back or are people really just over it? Can you top Scandable? I'm not so sure.
0: You know, it makes me think a lot of these people are figuring out their worth to the network and the Kardashians, you, they all need Kris Jenner negotiating for them because talk yes. about people who knew their worth and basically, as my mother said, would go pencils down when you weren't remunerated. But again, you have to know your worth. You have to know. Where you are in in the pecking order to make the impact, but I do think which is I, I, I think Chris Jenner should should just be like the president of the reality star union and do all the negotiating for everybody.
1: She really should. I mean, Bethany,
0: no offense to you, you should. I mean, pick up the phone and
1: call Chris Jenner. You know, it's great that you have Garragos and Friedman; they're great attorneys, but Chris Jenner is. Listen, she could shut this whole town down with one phone call, right? Oh,
0: easily. Easily. God, I love her. And she is one of the smartest people you will ever meet. Like, never think that Chris hasn't known for years, even predating the show, that anything gets past her. Listen, I. I love her.
1: Uh, I'm a huge fan. I, I love them all. I really do. It's like this many years, you're this successful. They all work. You ask anyone about them. The reputation is that they show up, they work. Chris Jenner can do no wrong in my eyes. No,
0: she runs a tight
1: ship. And it's hard to know your worth. I'm not, I mean, it's like when you want to say yes to everything, it's hard to say, like, pencils down, take advice from your mother, pencils down, and this is the end of it, and I'm worth more. That's, that's I don't know. I think that's a hard thing for, It's a hard thing for me. It's a hard thing for a lot of people. It's a very hard
0: thing for me. Very hard. Yeah, same. moving, Moving on, moving on, since we know that we'll get to the part where we can solve everything wrong in reality and we should just be hired as endless consultants. But let's go to Kyle and Morgan Wade. So in the video from Morgan's song, they play lovers. And Maurizio commented on it, quote, when they kiss, so good. I mean, have we all just
1: been played? I mean, is that just and a lot of people online are saying we've been queer baited. It's like look, these are this queer is,
0: baited? Is this a yeah. news is this a no. new
1: saying? I've heard it's like I haven't heard it in a long time. It's like I don't even I just don't know what the point of all this was. I mean, she is producing a documentary on Morgan, which I don't even know how you decide to do that. So I mean I don't know. Like, look, this is a showbiz family, right? Like Mauricio has buying Beverly Hills. She has Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I guess Morgan's your friend. I mean, I think this helps Morgan more than anybody else. I mean, I I would never.
0: Everybody's going to. You do. I didn't know who Morgan Wade was until all this started. Same. Everyone's going to turn it, tune in to Beverly Hills to see what's going on. And you and I had discussed about, is this hard on the kids? Let's not forget. The kids have been a part of this since Kyle started the show, which you said was, what, 16 years ago? Yeah. This is a full showbiz family. Let's not forget that Kyle is one of three sisters, Kathy, Kyle, and Kim. Kyle and Kim were actresses, and Kathy married a Hilton. This is, is, again, talk about the Kardashians being smart. Those Richards girls knew what they were doing. And you have a cousin who, I mean,
1: oh, as, as far Paris. as I'm concerned, started is, was the first in social media. Like, I feel that Paris was there before all of us. Yeah, Paris is,
0: of. Paris is their cousin. You know, Nikki's married to a Rothschild and has her own line. I mean, this family is savvy. Yeah. So I wouldn't say, put it past it. They're just let They're not. I don't think they're doing anything on purpose, but they're certainly not letting the they're not shutting down the rumors. They're. Throwing gasoline
1: onto them. Yeah, I mean, Kyle does say, oh, leave me alone. I don't want to be asked about this anymore. But right. I mean, you can say it all day. It doesn't make it true.
0: Well, being told, being said that you saying that you don't want to be asked about it just makes everybody ask you more and more and more. And you control the narrative of when you want to say anything.
1: Yeah, because there really hasn't been a lot of gossip from Beverly Hills Housewives of what's happening and what we can expect. I mean, now some is starting to surface, but I can tell you, no one is saying, where's Lisa Rinna anymore? I mean, we are, we are way past that.
0: Oh, absolutely. And also, you know, New York's getting the buzz for the new Housewives below deck with that horrible story. Vanderpump with, you know, Scandival. It's like they're just teeing up. Bravo's outsmarting all of us. They're just teeing up the excitement for the next season.
1: When something all, like way, this... All,
0: all in order.
1: Yeah. All in order. Yeah, I mean, when something like this happens, whether it's planned or not, and it's Kyle and Morgan and you wake up to this and Mauricio, I mean, somebody at Bravo has to just say like, wow, well, we, we didn't
0: ask for this, but okay, we, we have a plan here today, people. Oh, every network does. So... You found out more about my latest obsession, which is a golden bachelor. Do tell.
1: He started doing some interviews. And I mean, he says, listen, I mean, I think that they're listening to you and me talk, Melissa, because they're focusing on what age are you going to want? And they asked him, like, is this hard not having say in the women? Like, you know, because they find the women. And he said, Listen, I've tried to date after my wife. I've been horrible on picking. I want no say in who shows up. I trust ABC. But he says that he wants to date and choose someone in their 60s and 70s. So I would like this to be noted today when we're doing this podcast, this episode. Let's see who he chooses. He says 60s and 70s. And he's in his early 70s, I think 72 I don't know about this. Like you and I talked about, I predict the same thing. There might be someone in like their early fifties, maybe late forties. That's my prediction. Early fifties is what I think he ends up with.
0: Me too. Me too. Um, I, You know, don't get me started on men being full of shit when they say they want someone their own age. Let's, you know, I, I'm okay to have that conversation yes. with you any day you want. Cause I, oh, yeah. I agree with that. But I agree with that. So you and I were talking. Bachelor's been actually having quite a bit a new quite a bit of news lately. Affairs. And what I find interesting is a lot of Bachelor and Bachelorette former uh contestants are coming out as either gay or bisexual. There seems to be a big run on this. So so, so yeah, I would say so far we've got this. We, you and I love this. eight Bachelor Nation stars who have come out. Gabby Wendy, she talked about it on the View. Holden Underwood, we all knew. Demi Burnett from Underwood season, and the list goes on and on and on and on. How come? Two questions, and this is where we're going into our consulting mode. Why did they know this when these people were picked? But and again. M&D Consulting, we're ready. How good is this for the franchise? Do we think, and I think, these things should be discussed in the show because I think it adds a whole new twist, a whole different twist. First of all, you could have uh, bachelors and bachelorettes hooking up within the house, uh, what about if one of them wanted to date a, date someone who was bisexual? What if one of the Bachelorettes picked another woman? I think it opens up the floodgates of creativity within the show. And The Bachelor could use a little jujie.
1: Yeah, I mean, the ratings are still, you know, Amazing. Good. Yeah. Yes, very amazing, but not what they used to be. I am all for this. And I think you could do it one of two ways. This is where M&D Consulting is open for business. Call us, guys. But, you know, will ABC... And you could do it like you could have a lead bachelor that is also bisexual because now you could have people in the house that are either straight or bisexual or gay, whatever. And so they, yeah, there would be... Look, Temptation Island, F-Boy Island, Bachelor in Paradise, all these shows are very popular. You spend more time in the house than on these dates with the actual bachelor. Or you could have a bachelor who's who's not by and just the house members. But yeah, this leads to, it'll spice it up a little bit. Listen, if this were TLC, MTV even is in the reality game again now and like Bravo, but will ABC ever go there? I think it's a great idea, personally. Well, I, yes, think, yeah.
0: I think it just adds such a modern twist and a fascinating twist to the show. You know, if you're on The Bachelorette and she's like, I like this person, what happens if that person isn't bisexual or or gay? Or what if she does like someone and becomes one of the finalists?
1: Or what if she really likes someone and they're going on in the competition and they don't want to go home because they're madly falling in love with someone in the house and that person's getting far. And now the bachelorette is falling in love with one of these women, but they're falling in love with each other and she doesn't even know. Doesn't this sound like
0: a reality show? Yes. Yes, it does. And it also, it just, it opens up so much. I don't think we are ready to do a girl and all women. I don't think we're ready to do a man and all men. Although I li- love both those shows. I don't think we're quite ready for a mix. But I do think that this is something that they should start to explore. Especially since ton of their people are now coming out as either gay or bisexual.
1: I think they can do it, like you said, very lightly, right? Like you could have a, say, a bachelor and, you know, not even them there'll be a bunch of women and 98% of them will be straight. And you could have one or two women that come, you know, on a date will reveal to you, by the way, I just need to let you know I'm bisexual. And then that could be a conversation. That could be a conversation and have a few, listen, you know, it's all about diversity and inclusion. I just think it would be, I think it would be great. You could ease The Bachelor into that, and I think people would go for that. And. In-
0: Well, David, it's wonderful as always. If anyone from networks are listening, M and D consulting is open for business. You can contact either of us. (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny if someone actually did? And listen,
1: our rates now are very reasonable, right? (laughs) Melissa, like since we're supposed to know our worth a year from now when we're booked twenty four seven, our rates may not be as flexible. Right now, I mean I think our rates are flexible, Melissa. I do. I,
0: I think I think we would be, you know, open to I think it would be an easy in negotiation, because we would all just be testing the water. Yes. And then we want profit participation, so we'd have to call Bethany. God, it all just goes right back to the beginning, doesn't it? And I just the only thing I want, I want to strike my
1: Bethany clause out. That's it. I'll sign oh. whatever. Just get that clause out of there. Absolutely. David, I love you. I love you. We have to do this again. Sooner
0: rather than later. Sooner than later. A